It's time to get inside the Giants huddle. Huddle up, huddle up, huddle up. On Giants.com. Here we go, here we go. And the Giants mobile Get them in there, let's go. Part of the Giants podcast network. Welcome to the Giants huddle as we celebrate the 1990 Super Bowl champion Giants. It's presented by Bud Light. When game day is a go, there's a Bud Light there. You can find this show and our entire podcast network brought to you by Investors Bank on the Giants mobile app, podcast platforms everywhere, and at Giants.com slash podcasts. I'm Paul Dottino. Former Cowboys All-Pro corner Everson Walls signed with Big Blue as a free agent before the 1990 season. The savvy veteran led the Giants with six interceptions that year, but he's especially proud of how much defensive coordinator Bill Belichick relied on him during the 20-19 victory over the Bills in Super Bowl 25. I guess because it's been talked about so much in regards to uh, my contribution to that uh, Super Bowl uh, was Belichick's uh, confidence in me to make the plays, to call the defensive plays in that Super Bowl, mm-hmm. something I had never, ever done in my life. Uh, you know, I, I I know that everyone was always thinking about, well, you know, ever since been here before, everybody remembers that play where the big old white dude is catching the ball over him, you know. And so I, I always thought that that's how a lot of uh, – pundits looked at my career, and I, and I think I'm right about that. So that did not uh, bother Belichick at all. Uh, he was not phased by that. He uh, was really impressed by my play throughout the entire year, and he even uh, was impressed by my, my leadership. No one had ever looked at me as a team leader. They always looked at me as that guy on the corner. He's going to take care of his business. But they never looked at me as a team leader. And that's why that Super Bowl was so important to me, because Belichick uh, had confidence in me in one of the most important games in, in, at that time in the Giants organization's uh, uh, timeline. And when you think about the players who were on that defense, Everson, that is no small request. I mean, there are some big-time, big-time names on that unit. Yeah, he could have picked anyone to make those calls. Uh, he could have picked Carl Banks. He could have picked Jerry Reasons. Uh, those guys were accustomed to making plays. They're very cerebral players themselves. And for him to just say, you know what, we're going to pick the new guy. The new guy is going to handle this. Everybody just relax. He and I, we have this in the bag. Don't worry about this Buffalo offense that's coming in, this juggernaut that huddled that never huddles and and every every game is a track meet don't worry walls and belichick has this under control well in the previous two postseason games the the bills had combined for something like 90 points and obviously the belichick plan as i understand it we all know the legend okay thurman thomas can get his hundred but we're going to attack that passing game and and andre reed is going to have a real hard time with mark collins so when you hear that game plan, and now you're going to be the guy to call it, what are you thinking, and, and, and how difficult was it actually to pull off the execution of the plan? You know, I, I was like a kid in the candy store. I, the one, one moment that uh, I always laugh at, you know, we had, we had even our backups were a hell of a player. Perry Williams was a backup. Uh, Renee Thompson was a backup. And he was key for us because he would cover the slot receivers when he came into the game for third down. That was always the key position. He was so good at shutting down the slot. I called man-to-man 
uh, I would say about eight plays in a row. <laughs> and everything's working fine. You know, this is where we're about to make our comeback. This is in the second half. Renee Thompson comes up to me after about the seventh man-to-man call. He's out of breath. This is a guy that jogs to work, so he's always in amazing shape. <laughs> and so he comes up to me and he says, Whoa, you have got to stop calling man-to-man. Give me a break and call a zone. I'm, a, I'm exhausted. And I just started laughing because I'm in a zone. I'm back here, the, the puppet master, so to speak, but not realizing that the puppets themselves, they do have a little bit of a, a, a fatigue problem. And so uh, Renee had to remind me of that, and I became a little bit more conservative in my calls with Renee Thompson's uh, fatigue factor in mind. So it just lets you know what kind of uh, mad scientist I was back there. I was, I was going to check, too. On the field, I was I was that I was that mad scientist. Okay, so now the Bills got the ball at the ten yard line after Landetta does a really nice job to to punt it to them on what's going to be the final drive of the game, and they only need a field goal because it's a one point margin, and not only do you have to make those calls, understanding like oh my goodness how close do the Bills have to be to try a field goal, but you also come up with that tackle that you and I have talked about off the air several times since I've seen you since the game. The big hit on Thurman Thomas, where he's got a lot of real estate in front of him, and God only knows what would have happened. Well, you know, you talk about uh, Sean Landetta. He never lets us forget that he was the beginning of that defensive stance that we made. If I'm not mistaken, I think it was the first play of that uh, two-minute drill, and uh, we had a cover two call, just as, as we always do. That's our safe call. I'm back at safety, and uh, I know that uh, the Bills are going to run the ball. And as soon as they snapped the ball, we had nothing but linebackers in the game. That's that amoeba defense that everyone speaks of right now from Bill Belichick. That started back in Super Bowl 25. So here we've got linebackers against offensive linemen. The hole opens up so big and so quickly, I can see – Jim Kelly handing the ball to Thurman Thomas so clearly. So I never dropped. I immediately stood my ground waiting to see if the, if, how the play is going to develop. As soon as Thurman Thomas came through the hole, that was on my side of the field. Uh, instead of attacking him, I knew it was best because he was on a roll that day, breaking tackles. It was best for me not to try and meet him with force, but with finesse. And so what I did was, I fainted a tackle, but then as he made his move, then that's when I did attack. And that all it did was make him commit himself uh, before he really wanted to. So that really made the tackle very uh, easy. I didn't necessarily hit him as much as I corralled him down, which, you know, I'll take it any way I can get it. <laughs> after that, after that uh, they seemed to be, uh, how can I put it? They expected they expected that play to break a lot further than it did. If I would have dropped into my half field responsibilities, then he would have still been running. But he was not prepared for me to stand my ground and drop to uh, and not drop to my deep zone. I stayed in the shallow zone. He came right at me. I made the tackle. The rest is history from there. 
Yeah, I'm looking at the play-by-play now. It was 22 yards to the Buffalo 41. And then, of course, uh, finally Norwood misses the 47-yard field goal. But I'm curious, Everson, for all that you were known for as an incredible ball hawk and a guy who could turn games around with your takeaways, for you to make probably, I'm going to guess, the most important play of your career as a tackle on one of the great running backs of his day, I, I got to think that that gives you a real sense of pride, no? Oh, it does. Uh, you know me. I, I love changing things up. You know, whenever people first meet me, they're never impressed. And then all of a sudden, once my play starts, then they give me a little bit more respect, and they were accustomed to giving me. So uh, now I know that they can't uh, pigeonhole me in regards to Everson Walls just does this or Everson Walls just does this. Uh, Parcells and Belichick gave me the opportunity to change the narrative about myself uh, even before that Super Bowl game. Uh, they uh, showed I was they, they allowed me to show that I was a, a good contact uh, tackler. Uh, I fit in with the number one defense in the NFL around two or three years running. Not only did I fit in, I was able to lead that team in turnovers as well. So. For a guy like myself who was considered over the hill at 29, 30 years old at the time, I was able to fit in and and not just fit in, but lead one of the best group of defensive players and one of the best group of guys you ever want to meet on this earth. Giants fans, get a New York Giants checking account from Investors Bank with a Giants-branded debit card, security features, and discounts at the Giants online shop. You can earn up to $250 when you open an account at InvestorsBank.com slash Giants. Member FDIC. The New York Giants and Quest Diagnostics want our fans to come back stronger than ever. Now you can order your own lab tests through Quest Direct to get the health answers you need most. Well, you know what's really interesting, Everson, is that how you guys all blended together because there were the core giants that Parcells had had for several years, but then there were the newer guys. For instance, before you got there, shortly before you got there, Diasi, uh, Johnny Cooks arrived, and they became a big part of the team. You get there. Dave Dorson gets there. And it, it all meshed. Lawrence McGrew was another veteran. First of all, how did you wind up? I, Parcells tells me that, that Diasi uh, kind of helped out uh, the influence there, too, in terms of you being a former Cowboy and him being a former Cowboy. The, the blending of all of these different helmets into the giant blood really seems to be a, a very uh, mysterious kind of thing. It really was. And, and, and first of all, let me say, uh, 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 you know, God bless uh, uh, Dave Durson, you know, uh, and, uh, uh, you know, his soul, um, I'm hoping that uh, he's up in heaven looking down right now. That was my teammate. I really miss him. Uh, just so un- unusual what happened. But uh, the Giants team was a lot like that whole uh, uh, demographic. I mean, you look at New York City, you look at New Jersey, it's a melting pot. You know, Parcells and Belichick, they were able to uh, juggle so many different personalities. You know, of course, number one being... Uh, LT Taylor, <laughs> uh, but besides here, we put him over there on the side. If you look at the rest of the team, it's really just a team full of blue collar type guys. Pepper Johnson was one of the guys that really opened up the door for me to be a part of that team. You know, on and off the field, uh, he just took me in with open arms. 
Carl Banks respected the heck out of me as an older player. Uh, and he, he almost referred, deferred to me in some ways, which I never thought he should because, to me, he was my leader. Uh, you just had guys that were out there who understood their roles. And once again, that came from the top. The culture was already there. If you're going to come here, be ready to play. If you're not ready to play, you're not going to be around long. And so you're not going to have any misunderstandings between Bill Belichick and, and Bill Parcells in regards to their players. Everyone knows what they're there for, and if you lose sight of that, then we're going to pull your coattail and make sure you understand why you're here and what the culture is here. Uh, I, I still am confused on why Parcells would ask a backup in Dallas, Texas with the Cowboys and a backup for the New York Giants to see if me, Mr. All-Time Dallas Cowboy, would fit in with the New York Giants. I'm still offended by that. There's no way Parcells should be asking Diossi. Diossi <laughs> don't know. Diossi has no idea. Diossi was there just trying to – Diossi was in his own bubble. You had LT in one bubble. You had Diossi uh, uh, in another bubble. Both of them were just uh, 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 weird unto themselves. The rest of us were just normal, uh, hardworking individuals that wanted to win a Super Bowl. Well, I don't know how normal Diossi was because Coach always called him Beach Ball for turning all those colors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Beach Ball was what he called him because either he was Hung over from the night before, you know, not to mention he was as pale as a ghost. <laughs> you know, I think he was transparent sometimes. That's just how white he was. So, no, beach ball, man, Deontay to this day, one of the best guys I've ever known. Well, now, Everson, you certainly had a chance after things ended in Dallas. I mean, you were eager to be with this Giants club, you must have seen something from the outside, knowing that they had already won a championship with the core Giants, but then also knowing that they were perennial contenders. I, I, I'm guessing that you felt, hey, you know what? I'd like a chance at a ring, and this is the team that could get it. Oh, there's no doubt about it. Uh, when I saw them lose that Rams game uh, in overtime, Flipper Anderson against Mark Collins, and uh, they scored on Mark Collins. I was telling you earlier, I didn't know that Mark was hurt on that play, but it still just solidified something for me. The Giants, as well as their defense has, play, has played for, for years, they were never known for getting turnovers. And I always thought that that kept them from uh, achieving, achieving their ultimate goal. The ultimate goal is to win the Super Bowl. You can't get to the Super Bowl without being a turnover-laden team. I thought I could add a lot to that team. I thought I could add be that X factor for them. Because if you've got a, a, a defense that is as physical as they are, in order to be well-rounded, you need a finesse guy like myself who knows how to play the ball. And when you have a ball-control offense like the New York Giants always had, if I can set them up with a short field, or anyone in the secondary can set them up with a short field, it makes us unstoppable. And basically, uh, I told Parcell that that would happen. I told him I could get in turnovers. When I first met him, I told him I'm the, I can help him get to the Super Bowl. I know he didn't believe me at the time, but that's why I believed it, because I know turnovers can make a difference on an already amazing and solid team.
Well, you had six picks that year. I mean, in fact, as I remember, and you correct me if I'm wrong now, the first first series, because when, when you got to the Giants, a lot of people were looking at you. They wanted to see how's this going to work out. And you, you had a pick, didn't you, in the first game? I think it was the first third down. Uh, and it was against uh, Randall Cunningham. I wasn't sure if it was the first third down, but I know it was the third down. He put me back to safety like I usually do. Uh, and, you know, safety, from a, from a, a true corner, safety is like, it's like reading third grade uh, books. It, everything is so easy to see, and you, everything develops so quickly for you. Uh, and so being put at safety to me, that was almost like a, a playoff. And let, if, you're, if you're passing the ball, being safe, being at safety is where I want to be. So uh, Randall throws up a duck. I didn't even have to go deep middle. I should have been deep middle of the field. I think he had thrown it about 20 yards. I was already on it. I knew where he was going to throw it, set us up for our first touchdown. And we were off to the races from there. We won 10 straight, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, you did. You were 10-0, and and a lot of people said, oh, my God, it's going to be the Giants and the 49ers in the championship game, and that's exactly how it turned out to be. So when did the the true confidence, although obviously you felt that way when you came to the Giants, but when did you think during the course of that season that you were going to get the ring that you so badly desired? You know, we had a lot of bumps along the way, uh, but after... Uh, and uh, I guess because I, it was a personally good game for me. After that Washington Redskins game, when we went 7-0, and I, I scored like my first touchdown ever. Uh, after 10, 9, 10 years in the league, I finally scored a touchdown. But uh, after we beat the Redskins uh, in, uh, in the Meadowlands, and uh, we just really dominated in, uh, our powerful NFC East opponent, to me, that let us know. We were on the cover of, uh, not the cover, but we were mentioned in USA Today Sports at that time, 7-0 and New York Giants. At that time, people started to think, man, we have something special here. And, well, like I said, we, we ended up losing three games uh, along the way after that game, but we still knew that all we had to do was just right the wrongs and get back on track, and, and we would be solid enough to make it. it was like I said, it was some close calls. Uh, the, the Phoenix uh, Arizona game that we played at the end of the year that was a tough one. I think we had a tough game against the Patriots, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, but uh, when it was all said and done, once the Chicago Bears came to town for that playoff game, it's like like Pepper Johnson said on NFL film, "We're back." <laughs> was it almost? Extra sweet that you beat the San Francisco 49ers in the postseason to get your ring in light of, again, that, that playoff game that you mentioned uh, a little bit earlier when, when you were with Dallas? Oh, there's no doubt about it. And, and you can say it, man. The cat. You can say it. I'm okay with that. It doesn't bother me. But what happened, what happened with that game was, uh, you know, even in that game, uh, the guys had my back. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't play as well as I should have. Uh, and, and it's like anything else. I always tell people, it's a team game. This is not an individual game. Uh, so when a player makes a mistake, his team can back him up. And I made a mistake that game as well. And uh, everyone was bringing back, you know, 1982, the cat. Uh, they were bringing that all back up. Well, my teammates will not allow that to be the final narrative. And that's what happens when you have a true team game, a true team, there's no finger pointing. 
let's go make it right. And my teammates drove all the way down. Uh, Matt Barr, my favorite guy, kicked five field goals that game. You know, the, the, the clincher coming after I had given up uh, a, a touchdown to Jonathan Taylor. And, uh, you know, to me, that that's what, even though I, I, I didn't play as well as I wanted to, I felt so good about that game because I was finally part of a team that really had your back and didn't think about finger pointing. Final question, Everson. The Super Bowl, the kick by Norwood, it's immortalized forever. Your elation on that cover of Sports Illustrated, we've all seen it. Take me through from the snap of the kick, watching the ball, and then the emotions when that picture gets snapped for the magazine. Well, I think what happened was I ended up, uh, I wanted to make sure I was on the, away from the block side. I wanted to make sure that, that, uh, that there was no fake. I'm thinking they're not going to blame this one on me because I know I had a great game. And uh, once it, it went over my head, I knew I was—I knew it wasn't going to go in because I was not in the middle of the field. I was on the side. So I knew that it was going to be wide right as soon as it went over my head. And, boy, I tell you, man, I, I, I celebrated so well. I remember crying on the field. And I, I, I joke about it all the time, but I think somebody kissed me in the mouth. I'm not sure. But that's just how crazy that moment was. We were having so much fun. And it was such an unusual feeling for me because I had never won a Super Bowl in my entire career, and that was my moment. And I owe it all to those great teammates I had. That's defensive back Everson Walls as we celebrate the 1990 Super Bowl champion Giants. It's presented by Bud Light. When game day is a go, there's a Bud Light there. You can find this show and our entire podcast network brought to you by Investors Bank on the Giants mobile app, podcast platforms everywhere, and at Giants.com slash podcasts. Until next time, I'm Paul Tatino. So long, everybody.